Hello, everybody. Welcome to our special webinar on our V32 trading strategy. We're going to be talking today about high trade returns in a bullish environment, which we certainly have been in for the last couple of months, haven't we? So before we get going, let me just quickly remind you that this presentation is for educational purposes only. We're not broker-dealers or financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial, and please make sure you are aware of all your risks before and prior to placing any trades. Also note that in the presentation today, we're going to be discussing hypothetical computer-simulated trades and performance. They're believed to be as accurately represented as possible, but keep in mind that live results can vary from simulated results for many many different reasons. So we have Stephen on with us today. Hey, Stephen. Hi, John. So Stephen's going to discuss this with us. If anybody has any questions, you can post them into the chat. We'll do our best to answer them in the time that we have and as they're relevant to the topic that we're speaking about. So what is V32? Well, V32 is a high probability trading strategy, or some people call them an income strategy. And it's a shorter term high probability broken wing butterfly income strategy for the, for the Russell 2000. Now, the V32 was strategically designed to perform best in uptrending markets while maintaining a great overall win rate over time. And you'll see that as we start to go over performance results and so forth. Now, uh, this strategy is something that we put into our stage three of our trading success blueprint. And our stage three trades tend to be very rule-defined so that beginners can follow them. And they tend to be also relatively simple to trade. So that's why it's in that category. However, within the V32 strategy, we also have lessons on subjectivity for those who want the highest returns and the most consistent returns, especially when you start becoming more and more advanced in your trading. One of the things or one of the reasons we came out with the V32 is uh, we have this popular trading strategy called the M3. And that, it, that too has a very high win rate. But uh, we had some clients that had some requests on making things a little more simple. The M3 itself is a $50,000 trade and it can be traded with as little as 5,000, but it's, it's a lot of work. The V32 on the other hand, we corrected all that. With the V32, we can trade easily with small accounts. It can be traded with as little as $3,500. Uh, there's no trade overlap, which is another concern some people have. They don't want to be in two or three or four trades at the same time. They'd rather just prefer just one strategy. The position has fewer adjustments than most income strategies that are available out there. It has a more defined rule structure. We get better performance in uptrending markets, which we should know historically. We get uptrending markets more often than we get downtrending markets. This also provides better performance in those pesky down-up whipsaws. And we've had so many of those over the last, I don't know, multiple years here where you know, you're in a market neutral trade, you adjust the trade down, and next thing you know, the market flies in the other direction and you lose it to the upside. This generally or, or almost never will lose in that situation, assuming, of course, the down move itself wasn't overly powerful for it. And another big advantage here with this strategy is that it has minimal sensitivity to different analytical software. So we're going to look at this trade in a couple of ways. We're going to look at it non-subjectively traded. And there's really two different ways that we can trade it non-subjectively. And we're going to take a look at it a little bit subjectively traded. And then I guess maybe three different ways, because we're also going to take a look at it in the context of maybe combining it with some other income strategies like the M3 or bearish butterfly or rock trade. So as far as performance goes, 
our long-term performance on the V32, and I'm talking 2008 uh, to August 2020, has been substantially higher than most income strategies. And that's even most of our own income strategies. Our highest performing strategy over that period, over the whole period, is gonna be the rock trading strategy. Our second highest performing over that whole period is going to be the V32. The performance of the strategy is gonna be similar, whether you trade it in option view, in O&E, or you just simply monitor it with Thinkorswim. Now, you will get differences because each of these platforms will show you different delta numbers and so forth, and therefore that's gonna create sometimes different entries and exits and adjustment points, but it's not overly sensitive to those differences like some other strategies are. So um, realistically, we can monitor them in anything. As a matter of fact, when this was tested, it was tested from 2008 till 2011 in option view, and then the remainder of it was tested in O&E, simply because O&E, you don't get intraday data before 2011, so that's as far back as you can test. And really, we saw similar results through the whole process. And then since 2017, I've also been monitoring this side by side with Thinkorswim, which again, you're gonna get some different numbers thrown at you, but this the performance is similar. We can trade this with as little as $3,500, and also it tends to require fewer adjustments than many of the income strategies you're gonna see out there. Not fewer than all of them, but fewer than a lot of them. So this is what we get for the non-subjective version of V32 with uh, our back-tested performance. Now, we did have a stall in 2000, late 2017, early 2018, early 2019, but you can see we're right back up on the horse again and moving again. Now, one of the things that you hear people talk about when they're looking for a non-subjective trading strategy is they wanna see a completely flat uptrending equity curve. And a lot of them can create that through backtesting and form-fitting rules. And a lot of them times they only go back to like 2011, for example. But this was similar. We had a similar drop in 2008 with this. And then 2009, all the way until uh, late 2017, an unbelievably good run. And then 2018, like I said, early 2019, a little rocky, and now we're climbing back up again. So you will experience this with any rule-based trading strategy. One of the biggest mistakes that a lot of people make when they're trading is when their rule-based trading strategy, if it's truly a high probability strategy, if, you know, they win 70, 80% of the time, uh, a lot of the times, a lot of the better strategies, they will run through these fluctuations. And a mistake that a lot of people make is when they run through those fluctuations and run away from the trade, right? When, they, when the trading strategy starts to drop off a little bit for a period of time. But really, that's the worst time to run away from the trade. That's just the, the strategy experiencing it's 20 or 30% of the time when you're gonna take a losses or have a hard time. And the reality is most of the time, that that strategy is gonna perform best after one of those moves. And we saw that in 2008, we saw, we saw the strategy drop off in performance in during the 2008 crash and the, and the following volatility in early 2009. And then we see 2009 is strongly positive, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And then we have this little drop off here from the volatility we had recently and now you know, we're back on the horse again, so to speak. So these, this is gonna happen. And the challenge you're gonna have if you're always chasing what's been doing well recently is a lot of times 
what's been doing well recently isn't necessarily going to do well in the next couple of months. And you get, you get into this thing of rotating from strategy to strategy to strategy, which is not going to be very beneficial because you're always hitting it at the wrong time. So this, the fact that that is here is not a concern, is what I'm telling you. And I actually see it as a good thing because now uh, you're not coming into this blind, right? So anyway, historically, and this is from 2011 to uh, today, including the bit of a down period. And if we look at 2008 to 2011, we get a similar result. This wins 80% of the time, and its average win is close to its average loss. So this is a very important factor when it comes to trading, especially when you bring it into how often the trade wins. So ultimately, I like a trading strategy where the average loss is not that much higher than the average win. And our type of trading strategies, our average loss will generally be a little bit more than our average win. You see that here. It's, uh, what, about 20 25% more. And that would be normal. What I really, really like, though, is that our largest win versus our largest loss in the whole period. So this is where a lot of these uh, so-called super high probability income trades uh, start to have challenges. As you'll see, their largest win will be $1,000 and their largest loss will be $7,000 or $10,000 when you run a test like this. And that's not the case here, right? So our largest wins easily exceed our largest losses. So I really like that in a strategy when I do it. As far as maximum consecutive wins, we have 19. Maximum consecutive losses are four. That actually happened in this period here. I just so, want to make a comment on that, John, before you yeah. go on. Yeah, that, I think that's a point we want to drive home is because this speaks to, at the end of the day, all the math, the only math that matters is expectancy, right? Mm -hmm. So positive expectancy, meaning we take the probability of a win times our average winning trade and probability of a loss times our average losing trade. And a lot of the, a lot of these systems will have 90% win rates and that's where they, they want everybody's eyes drawn to that. But to John's point, if your average loss is two, three times your average winner, your win rate gets overwhelmed. In other words, that's not a dominant metric. So at the end of the day, we want to really look at what is the expectancy of the trade and that's largely driven by the average win versus the average loss. Because as you know, John, a lot of the faster traders, lower time frame traders have 50, 55% win rates mm -hmm. and make seven figures a year. So exactly di different field, but the math is the same, you know, di different playing field is what I mean, but the, but the math is the same. So you say, golly, 55% win rate, that's horrendous. Well, their wins are three, four five times their losses. So I think that's real critical and that a lot of times in some of our trading, we may end up with, you know, I call it iron condor trading, right? Little bitty win, little bitty win, little bitty win, massive loss, little bitty win, little bitty win, little bitty win. And you're just on this ha hamster wheel. And if you just look at the expectancy of the trade, which is also expressed as a profit factor, by the way, it's just a, a ratio instead of a, um, instead of the other formula, it, it would tell you that. And so this trade, it really stands out from that standpoint. It's, it's you know, almost one-to-one, -one, um, the average loss and average win. And then, of course, you factor in the extremely attractive win rate, and you've got, a, you've got the math formula for a winning trade over time. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so we have a question here. What's the plan capital for those back testing results? So yeah, these this does show in dollars actually. So thirty-five thousand dollar plan capital is what we what I do my back testing with. When we talk about our non-subjective V32 performance, we have an eighty percent win rate. Just to review, uh, the average annual return on that is uh, 38.7%, which is extremely impressive. Again, higher than a lot of income strategies you'll see out there. Uh, with this, and this is done without overlapping trades. So we don't have that trade overlap. And this is also done checking the position once per day. So basically we have three different ways that you can trade this strategy. And we, we address all three of them within the program. One is a variable entry based on a combination of entry pricing and exit and the exit of the previous position. And when we did our testing on this strategy, we did that in that manner from 2008 till, to, till mid-2018. In mid-2018, we started covering this strategy in the Options Trading for Income webinar that we do on Monday mornings for our GO members. And for simplicity's sake, we're using the 30-day to expiration entry, which is very fun, or very defined, right? You just enter it 30 days to expiration. And then, of course, you could trade it subjectively. And we don't show results for subjective trading because they're subjective and it's hard to backtest that way. And, it, and anytime you do stuff subjectively, you have to question the backtesting results because they can be altered really, really easily. But, our, but we do have traders trading us subjectively, including myself. And you can really escalate your returns in that manner. So those are the three ways that we talk about trading the strategy. And some basic trade information here is we trade on the Russell 2000. The analytical software we use, uh, where I'm using Option Explorer on our options trading for income, but realistically you can run Option View and EIOIO. It's fairly similar. And you can run it in Thinkorswim. Again, fairly similar. We have a general entry configuration, a broken wing butterfly, 60-40 point wing. Our example sizes are going to be $35,000, but realistically, it's simple enough where you can just trade. You can trade it with a size of $3,500 to trade it exactly as we show in our examples. You'd have to use a two lot, which is a $7,000 point capital. But if you uh, go in and use five point strikes, $35,000 is easy enough. So basic trade description and uh, back testing parameters. Um, our trade duration is going to be generally up to 30 days. In other words, we may end up exiting early, but it could be longer or shorter actually when we're using our variable entry date option. And I'm gonna show an example of each of those. This strategy uh, is checked once per day at 3.30 Eastern time. Um, the only exceptions being if we have to adjust our time due to uh, obvious mispricing or holidays. So uh, in other words, when we back test, and I don't know how many people check this, I, I, based on people I talk to, not many, but a lot of times if you're just checking it once a day or even on the defined timeframes that you have in your, your backtesting software, sometimes you can get areas of time where, where, the, where the, something's drastically mispriced. And uh, I will correct for that. So you know, as we're doing our backtesting, we'll look at this number, um, a certain number, whether it be a delta number or whatever, and we'll say, oh, wait a minute, this doesn't really look realistic. We'll check it five minutes before, five minutes after, or we'll check the scatter plots, plots on the charts just to make sure that that's a, an accurate number. If we have obvious mispricing, we will alter that time frame. This strategy does not have a profit target. Our expected profit per winning trade, when the trade wins, 
is generally going to be, on average, it's about 5%. Uh, it, has, it does win sometimes as high as 25 30% on certain monthly cycles. And our exit loss trigger is going to be $250 per lot, which is going to equate out to about 7.1% of uh, planned capital. Okay, so I'm just going to show you graphically what this strategy looks like. And I'm going to go over an example of, of a non-subjective 30-day entry, entry. And then we'll just talk about a variable data entry and why that's there. Mainly, it's based on IV skew and previous exit. But we'll talk to that when we get there. And then uh, I guess, Stephen, you can address some subjective or technical entry exits stuff. Yep. When we're subjective, some of the things that we can do is we can enter on bullish chart signals. We can exit on bearish chart signals, right? So rather than going, I'm going to enter 30 days to expiration, we can say, oh, we have a bullish chart signal today. I'm going to enter it. And then when we get to a point where a certain rally or a cycle is exhausted, we can exit that way, again, if you're a subjective trader, we can use our techniques in Ultimate Income Trader, where we talk about price pattern targets and market cycles and all this other stuff to plan our trades out with a V32 to become even more effective as far as returns and consistency goes. Or we can combine this, the RV32, and we can do it very effectively with either the M3, the bearish butterfly, or the rock strategies. So let's just first look at a actually we'll look at this one first since it's up this here is a variable entry date like i said we can we can enter it 30 days expiration or and we do can do that consistently so even on our variable entry date we try to enter it 30 days to, to expiration but sometimes what happens when you get very close to expiration, you get into a 60-40 broken wing butterfly, you're going to be very negative delta. In other words, sometimes you put a 60-40 on and it's positive delta. Sometimes you put a 60-40 broken wing butterfly on 30 days expiration and it's negative delta. Sometimes it's drastically negative delta. And basically the cost of the butterfly or the delta of the butterfly when you enter in that position is going to be very heavily dependent on what, on what the vertical skew is on the implied volatility. And in 2013, we had a very different environment than we did today. You got to remember when you're testing a trading strategy today or in the last two years, it's an extremely different implied volatility environment, not just from a raw VIX number or, or raw implied volatility number, but from uh, the standpoint of our vertical skew and our implied volatility skew curve. So you're going to get very different looking entries uh, and different, very different looking costs as you go along. Now, when we get a very, what we call, a, what I call a smiley implied volatility skew curve, you get into a situation where when you put on a 60-40 broken wing butterfly, you're very negative delta. So to fix that, what we do is we roll in the upper long strike to get ourselves to positive delta. And in some environments, we have to drastically roll in this upper long strike to get that to positive delta. So in those cases, one of the options or, or entry options that we have with this strategy is we can go further out from expiration because we can go further out to expiration, you can get a more favorable implied volatility skew curve. And you just go as far out as you need to in order to get the desired result. So in this case here, when we do a normal entry, we're going to go uh, basically 17 to 27 points under the market with our short strikes. This one puts here uh, from 942, we go 22 points under, that's within the range. We put, our, we put our short strikes on, we go 60 points, we put our long strikes on, 
we go 40 points and put these long strikes on and we check and see if we're negative delta or not. If we're negative delta, we're gonna roll these, uh, we'll start rolling this in to get to our positive delta number. We're gonna check our capital. We're gonna make sure that our capital is not over $35,000. So if our capital is over $35,000, we'll move this in. And then we'll readjust our upper long strikes again to get that. Now, on a 30-day entry, we might be doing that in a low implied volatility, or we can come out, again, we can go out in time, in this case, 53 days. Now, the reason we're gonna enter at 53 days is a combination of two things. One is when we exited our previous trade, and in this case here, our previous trade was also exited at a different or a variable time frame. So we came in here and did this. And um, when we're in variable time frame mode in very low implied volatility, we're generally going to keep the position further away from expiration because they get more dangerous in that environment. So, you know, we might be trading from 53 days to 33 days to expiration, for example, or 53 days to 18 days to expiration rather than that. So this is an example, again, of that varying time frame. And uh, when we went to enter here, we have parameters on how short we can make this upper wing on entry. And this is within parameters. So now I have a five 40 point wings, I have five, uh, five 30 point wings. And this is gonna be our entry position. So you can see here our, our total capital in the position is just a little over 25,000. We're positive delta. And this is basically how we enter the trade. And from here, it's pretty simple. If the price comes down under our short strikes, uh, we're going to roll this back. If the price goes up or starts to become negative delta, then we're going to roll in the upper long strikes. At the same time, we're also being aware of how much capital we have in the trade and we'll reduce the capital as needed to stay within our capital limits. Um, and that's basically it, other than the rollback point will change depending on how long our upper wing is. So, you know, if I have a 40 point upper wing, for example, I'm gonna roll back at 920. If I have a 30 point upper wing, I'm gonna roll back at 930. If I have a 20 point upper wing, I'm gonna roll back at 940. So you can see how our rollback points are shifting to deal with the fact we're taking on additional down risk by moving our upper long strikes. That's essentially how the trade works mechanically, the specific rules within the program. But let's just go a few days here just to show you how this plays out. All right, we got a big down move here, but we're still within our parameters for not making a down adjustment. And I'm just gonna go to next adjustment here. If we come into, let me take the trade off. If we come into this time frame, uh, May 3rd, you can see that we're starting to go negative delta as of this day. So we're gonna correct that. We're gonna take correct that by moving these down. Again, if our, if our capital starts to get too high, we'll start moving these up. And then we'll adjust the front wing to compensate for that. That's not necessary here, but that's the general procedure that we're using. So that's this day. Let's go to our next adjustment which is May 10th, we have the same situation, right? We're negative delta, so we come in, we move this option down. In this case, we also had to move the lower option up. You can see if I ignore this, 
that our 860s went to 870, and we had some 950s come down to 940. And that helps us keep control of our capital and our risk to the downside. And if we go to next trade, same thing, negative delta. I'm gonna move our, reduce our upper wing. And I'm just gonna go really fast because we have a lot of stuff to cover today. But uh, same thing here, um, negative delta, moving the upper wing, and then I think the next adjustment is gonna be our maximum adjustment, which is the maximum we're allowed to adjust this is right here. We're negative delta again. And we run into uh, positive delta. And now from here, we either, we're either gonna hit a rollback point to exit it, we're going to uh, be completely almost valueless here in our long options, in which case you can exit it just to take the risk off the table, or you just let it expire. So from here, our next adjustment would have had to be an, an exit. And this, uh, this would have been our exit here. And realistically, you would have just, you can just let it expire, or you can exit it a little bit early if you wanna get into this one, 30 days to expiration, if you were on a 30 day expiration time frame, you didn't want to overlap them, um, or you could just simply wait to enter the following trade. Now, since we're on variable time frame, we wait to enter the following, we waited till 29 days to expiration to, exit, to actually enter this. That's basically what the trade is. So an example of a 30 day to, a 30 day to expiration exit or entry is going to be, if we go to August, I'm sorry, to July, and this is gonna be our most recently closed trade. If we go to July 22nd, we are now 30 days to expiration. We're now in an environment with our current implied volatility environment, we have been for the last year or so, uh, where, we, where we go 30 days to expiration, we can put a 60-40 broken wing butterfly on and we can automatically be positive delta. So here we're at 14.85, if you go 17 to 27 points under the money, that's, that's gonna be 25 points in this case, using 10 point strikes. We're gonna be at 14.60 for our short strikes. We have a 60 point lower wing, got a 40 point upper wing. We are positive delta, we're good to go. So this is it. And basically what's gonna happen in this configuration, if we get below 1460, we are going to roll this back and restart. Otherwise, we're looking for negative delta, we'll adjust it up. So if we go to our next adjustment here, that we go from July 22nd to August 4th, we are turning negative delta, we're up $2,400, we're going to take five of these, bring them to 1490. We're now positive delta again. Our capital levels are good. Go to the next adjustment here, which is the very next day. We hit negative delta again. We're gonna make another jump adjustment. This time we are gonna bring in our uh, lower long strikes. And when to do that is actually defined within the program. But we're gonna bring that up here, and now we're basically a little positive delta. Next adjustment is going to be here, 
we're negative delta again. So again, we do basically the same thing, right? So, so, so it's very, very simple strategy here. And next adjustment is here. Again, we did the same, again, same concept, right? We rolled in some lower longs. We rolled this in. This is what we look here. And then let's just go to the exit, which if I show what this was, is going to be here where we exit about 3450 or so on our $35,000 point capital. So just under 10% here. So that is the way this works. Now, how does this perform during the down days? Well, it's going to lose, right? So if we get really, really big down cycles, then that is when we're going to take our losses because the bullishly biased strategy. So let's take a look at that. And I'm going to pull up returns for the year. For those people who haven't seen this yet, we track the uh, strategies or a lot of our major strategies we, we track on our options training for income Monday morning webinars and we track the results from month to month. So these are real-time simulated trades so they're not like back testing or back testing you can go in and you can test and if you didn't like your outcome you can go back and you can change something. These here we make our decisions, our decisions are there. If I change them we're going to get beat up, right? So, so, so we do this real-time. So anyway, our profit and loss on January was 6%, and these are expirations, uh, expiration month. So January expiration months was, was 6%. February was uh, minus 2.3. March was the big down time. That was minus 12 on that, so this, that slightly exceeded our, we like to be out at minus 7%, but we had a big gap, so that was end up minus 12. Then April was positive 17, May positive 15. We're solidly positive for the year by then, right, in two trades, which is the other good thing. The trading strategy makes enough money where you can pull out of a, a drawdown very, very quickly. Our June was 10.7. Our July was 22.5. Our August was just under 10%. So when it was rounded, it was 10%. So that is what we have now. September is up money. But so far for the year-to-date return, going through the down move, Okay, and this is what I really want to f people to focus on is yes, trading strategies will lose from time to time. You'll get those occasional losing cycles, but you have to take a look at the average long-term re return of what things are doing. And I mean, take a look at this. We're in a slightly bullish strategy. We've been through the biggest crash that we've had in history as far as a point value goes, and we're up 67% for the year. Uh, I think our best year in this strategy was 80 slightly over 80% return, and we're up 67%. There's a decent chance that we're going to break that record this year. So fantastic returns on the strategy for the year. Um, so that's what we have there. But the power in this too isn't so much, it is a fantastic rules-based strategy that we can trade by the guidelines, but the real power in this is when we start to get subjective, when we start to get technical. So. There's many, many different ways once we get subjective, and um, it depends on what your experience level is with this type of trading and so forth, but a very, very simple thing you can do is just simply play support bounces, play double bottoms, right? So like a support bounce like here, excellent entry, a double bottom, excellent entry. You get a breakout from a nice cup and handle pattern, again, makes a nice entry. Uh, a retest of a support level, so, so those are really good entries. And again, this is another double bottom here. And then you can also, I mean, entry is only half of your 
subjectivity. The other half of it is when to get out. And of course, we can always get out or, or if you're going to take any kind of subjective exits, anytime we hit a price pattern target, anytime we hit it like a double top or a uh, resistance level after an uprun, are good times to subjectively exit these things. And then of course, we can combine this strategy too with the M3, the bearish butterfly and the rock strategies. Because remember, every strategy has its weakness. And, and a lot of people, they come into this business saying, I wanna find one strategy and trade it all the time, regardless of what you can do. And you can do that and you can make money over time with like an M3 or, an M or, or a V32 or a bearish butterfly or a rock or some of the other strategies out there that are some of the better ones. You can, you can do that with those, but all of those strategies, regardless of what you have, you're gonna have these downtimes. You're gonna have the, uh, there are gonna be times when the market pushes against the weakness of those strategies. And when that happens, it's important not to just bail on it, if that's the type of trader you're gonna be. If you're going to be a rules-based guidelines trader and you're going to be, you're actually going to be non-subjective, then you're just, you're better off just to cycle through, through those periods. If you're going to, if you want to bring your consistency up, if you want to bring your returns up, then we start talking about this type of stuff and knowing where the weaknesses of your particular strategy is. And then we can either modify the strategy we have, or we can combine it with other strategies that might be more beneficial for a particular environment. So Stephen, did you want to talk to, about this a little bit? Yeah, I, I've, John, in the, in the, we've discussed this before, but I think where the real value in this program and really in all of John's programs is you've kind of got the rote, you know, the strict guidelines version of each trade, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what John just walked through on this. But the real value to me is how John shows in the program how you can mix and match this with other trades depending on your market opinion. And, right, because, yeah, because yeah. just, just as a side note for what you're yeah. saying too, Stephen, is when you're looking at a trading strategy, really the least value part, valuable part of that strategy a lot of times, or, or at least if you're looking at my programs, the least valuable part of that strategy is the actual trade rules. Yeah, that's just the start, right? right. That's chapter one. Exactly. The, most, the more val the value that you actually get in these, which is why I, I'm open, if, if anybody wants me to to ask me about a specific rule, I'm more than happy to give it to you. I'm not yeah. trying to hide it behind a curtain. It's just that it's too complex to explain in the environment or the time frame that we have here. But uh, the, so the rule base itself is not the real value in the program. The real value in the program is when we start talking about how to apply subjectivity, how to combine it with other strategies, how, where the weaknesses and strengths of the strategies are. When we start talking about mm -hmm. those topics and being a good trader, that's the real value in the program. Yeah, I mean, it could be as simple as, you know what, I, 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 this is a bullish market. We V-bottomed. I mean, you could have put this trade on any day of the week for the last, what has it been, six months, and it would yeah. have been an easy winner. Now, the way that looks is you're just rolling down upper longs and then, based on certain triggers, rolling up the lower longs to take capital out of it, and that's it. I mean, <laughs> that's the easiest way you can make money. Now, where the trap comes is where people think, I found the holy grail, and we all hear this, but it's, it bears repeating. And then you just trade this through, through a wall. You've mm -hmm. got to make sure that you're still in the right environment, you're still in alignment with the right environment, and you're, and you're trading it in alignment with what's going on. And like, like I said, that, that's where that subjectivity comes, because there's, there's sort of three levels of subjectivity. John, 
uh, stop me if you if you still got some other stuff. But no. if you, I was going to segue into the subjectivity part of it is you know just using the charts, then combining your um, your IV analysis. You know what's the skew going to do? Is it going to flatten? Is it going to steepen? Because that doesn't always just follow what the market's going to do. Right now, for instance, we have a rising market and rising ball. We've had a mm -hmm. volatility going up. That's information. That's something you want to be aware of. But you can't just use the charts. You can use the charts and your IV analysis. Then you get that sort of that third dimension is where you combine it with uh, John's other legacy trades, the M3, the bearish butterfly, the rock. And, you know, that can be anything from you start out as a V32, you have a market opinion change, and you switch to an M3 because you see a market stall and you want to have a tent over the market. And I'm just kind of being simple here, but really that's what we want to do is keep it simple, right? We, we don't want to complicate it. Let's say you start out in a V32, the market outruns you. You think the market's overextended. Maybe you drop out of the V32. You've built up some profits in it, trading it as per the rules, and you you transition into a bearish butterfly. Exactly. Yeah, so you, you, had, you made some slides here. I figured I'd throw one up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll speak to that one in a second. And I'm just going to get the third legacy one is uh, the rock. Same thing. You know, your lead trade, so to speak, in a tra traditional rock is an M3. We're waiting for the market to outrun the M3 and theoretically hit a stall period or go sideways, find some balance, right? Because we go from trend to consolidation to trend to consolidation. And the rock's trying to catch the consolidation. So mm -hmm. you, you, instead of doing an M3 as the lead-up trade to the rock as per the program, you could be in an M30, uh, excuse me, a 32. You know, you're more bullish. You're in a 32. It's outrun, mm -hmm. and you're mo more than likely going to have some profits built up in that. But maybe you feel like there's risk in the downside, or maybe you feel like, you know what, I think we're going to stall in a nice little range. I'll drop out of the theater 30, V32 and go rock. So you can exactly. do that. Then, then there's this sort of fourth dimension where John's got shown, and I know this it's probably a little bit noisy, but what you can do is what I call morphing or hybrids. And this shows where you're still in the V32, but you start to add on rock component. And for those of you not familiar with rock, it's it's basically you've got a, a butterfly 20 points behind the market. And as the market goes higher, you'll add a butterfly 40 points above the market goes higher, you'll add another a third butterfly 20 points above. So keeping it simple, you'd have your V32, you think we're going to stall, but maybe you're outside the tent or on the edge of the tent on the V32, it's not going to gain a whole lot of value there. I don't know if you have the other slide, John, that I shared. Yeah, one? that one. That one. That's okay. the one I yeah. want. Yeah. So this is, yeah, you got a market stall. The red line, the red expiration line or red T plus zero line is going to be your, your existing V32. Now, that's a good position. You're, you're, you're fine. You're still inside the tent, but you haven't used all your capital. But let's say you've really identified a stall. You're not ready to commit totally to a rock position because that introduces, uh, along with the high theta, more gamma. So okay. why don't you split the difference and just say, hey, I'll, I, I'm going to go V32 and rock. And I'm, in this position, what we're doing is we're just adding a butterfly 40 points above, as per rock rules, 40 points above the shorts of the V32. And now you've got this hybrid position. 
Yeah, that's excellent too because you you take away a lot of the upside risk that's associated with a normal rock trade at that point. Yeah, and if you'll focus on your eyes on the green configuration, you've got a lot more tent range. Now the T plus zero lines to the upside look very similar, but that the green position, the hybrid rock V32 position is going to gain value a lot faster. Now yeah, you, especially if you get a volatility drop like you, you, you yeah. might usually expect with an upturning move. Yeah. yeah, and then you could take, you could say, well, yeah, but now I've, I've exposed my downside. Game of trade-offs, right? Never going to be free lunch, never going to have perfect thing. So the trade-off there is, yeah, I've got a little more exposure down there, but I have a plan to deal with that. Maybe I drop off those butterflies to the top. Maybe I roll up the upper longs of the V32, roll them back That's up. That's right, and go into a standard rock configuration, yeah. And can go into standard rock. And then the other is, if you're really concerned about a down move, maybe you shouldn't be in this position, but let's just say you're in it, and the next day you feel like, wow, I still like the stall theory, but you know, I, I want to guard against some of this downside exposure. Roll up some of your lower longs, take out risk capital. And now you may have the same capital, and then you can play around with the delta that that may give you. but. I've always liked this this idea that John introduced in the APM squared program was 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 a gradual transition. I used the word morphing, hybrid. They're all the same. He's gradually moving from one to the other, and it, it really gives you a lot of optionality. You know, options give you options, right? As funny as that sounds, it's so true. So instead of just flipping right from V32 to a bearish butterfly, for instance, or to an M3 or to a rock, go in between. That's kind yeah. of the best of both worlds in a lot of ways. It is the best of both worlds because, you know, um, like you said, the shifts can be really drastic. If somebody says, oh, should I put on a bearish butterfly or a V32, mm -hmm. there's a huge difference between those two strategies in the T plus zero line and the way they're going to react and right. when they're going to win and when they're going to lose. So, right. so like you said, you can go halfway if, if you're right. not quite sure about that yet. Now, the yeah. beauty of this, of the V32 and the rock, is their duration usually uh, their durations of the trades usually match, right? So the rock starts as a 30-day trade. The V32 can and typically does start at 30, 30 days. It can be longer. Mm -hmm. But so, you, you know, when, you, when you've identified a stall and you want to utilize the rock, you really are going to get paid when the, your duration is shorter and DTE and time is coming out of it. So that's a really good sort of match, Absolutely. a timing match. If you want to go to that next slide, John, I just wanted to show you how this goes from straight V32, which we've identified with the arrows, which I guess you could call that the red or, or rust colored expiration is your V32. Right. And the then how trade. we, yeah. And then how we slowly morph it by adding butterflies above the market to what we can call a hybrid position. And then the full on rock which is the blue, and that's going to be rock half-entered. And for those who aren't familiar, it would be um, 10 butterflies below the market, which would be part of your right. V32. And then you'd have uh, five butterflies above the market, so the half, market. The, yep. half the number of butterflies, so that's rock half-entered. And then, of course, you could see how the T, T plus zero lines change they do give you more risk to the downside. They change your upside. But what this doesn't show is how much your theta is lifting. Yeah, it's going to make a huge, huge theta difference. Huge difference in the theta lift. And this is at 28 DTE. So, you know, a little bit early to be in full-blown rock, but 
the point well, it depends here on is, the environment, but yeah. Depends yeah. on, I was going to say, the point here is it depends on your market opinion and your environment, but it shows you over time what this position would look like in a static view, how mm -hmm. you're changing it from more of a bullish posture where you're, you're more or less lifting up the, um, the expiration line to the right to a more almost more bearish posture there more uh, more sort of bearish stall posture where you're getting more and more where John's got his cursor and where the green line is you see how you have increasingly more tent above you um, just where the market is at 1508 yeah mm -hmm. see you, if you go from the v32 uh, where the red red expiration line is and then you as you go up and expand towards rock if you'll go over where the market is, yeah, right there. See how you just have increasingly more and more tent above you? And as you stall, you're going to get paid for that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you, so you're, you're, you're not only playing your delta a little bit, but you're also playing your implied volatility. Exactly. So that, that's kind of the, what I call fourth dimension where you, where you kind of go. And maybe that's the third dimension and, and um, however you want to look at it. You can either go full-blown switch out of – P32 into the rock or, or an M3, as the case may be. Or you could do this sort of hybrid thing. Now, I've teed up an example, John. I don't know if you, oh, want, you want to, do that? to yeah, run if, through it. Yeah, okay. if, it's, if it's relatively fast. and we'll, we'll, I, I think it's – it's. I'll go through it faster. Okay. So you're so, an option view. Okay, awesome. Okay, so this is just early this year. Let me just set the stage. Low implied volatility environments, relatively small ATR, moving up, just grinding up, grinding up, grinding up, grinding up, right? Just nauseating, nauseatingly going up. So, you know, you're like a oh, bullish environment. Let's get in V32. So I just wanted to point out this little bit of a nuance. The trade as is is, is positive delta, which is kind of how, you know, we say if it's positive delta, we can get in. Mm-hmm. But let's say you're like, eh, this thing's going to crash any day. <laughs> you're concerned, right? <laughs> yeah, there's this virus out there. Then right. roll up your upper longs, and you can, you can flatten this out. Now, depending on the time of day, so on and so forth, it's a little bit negative. Earlier I had it, it was, it was positive, but, but whatever. I just wanted to point out that you, you, you could toggle your delta real easy by moving your upper longs mm -hmm. um, around. And it, see, it does give you some downside change, not necessarily, you know, a little bit to the upside as well, but that's how you would do that. Uh, you could still, this shows negative earlier was positive, but I was going to say you could still have a little bit of positive delta, even if you make that change. So, so this is, this is where we're at. Let's say we're just, you know, we're pretty bullish. Uh, as you can see, the upside risk is minimal. We don't have our 35,000 in the trade yet, or, you know, we still got a mm -hmm. little capacity there, plenty of room. We're off and running. Let's just check prices. Uh, bottomed out in 18, running to the sky. Feels a lot like what we're doing now. Okay, great. Let's go to the next adjustment. Okay. Here you could see without the adjustment, this is the trade. We're just still in the V32. It's doing its thing, right? And without right, the yeah. adjustment, you really wouldn't uh, – well, you would trigger. Let's see if I did do anything. Yeah. This is a little bit different sometimes when you're doing back tests. This on yeah. the borderline. Let's call that just even – you may or may not adjust. You would, could keep it. But let's just say we've really run for a while. We're running into the bottoms of these support levels. I think we sure. might stall. Mm -hmm. might pull back and stall. Hey, why don't we do hybrid rock? So what we did, so our shorts down here in the B32 are 1430. So let's add 
five, which would be half the number of butterflies in the put side. So we've got five call butterflies, and we're adding uh, the 50 points over, it looks like. Yeah. Those are 50 points over. Well, this should be 40, but let's go but that, with it. But, but that's okay. That's okay. Let's go with it. Yeah. You would normally yeah. say 40, and just for argument's sake, let's see what it looked like, because this does work out just fine, which kind of proves the point, right? Sometimes we make mistakes in real life, too. Yes, we do. <laughs> that would be with 40 points. Right. right. That'd 50 be, points. Be. See what 50 points does? Not really a difference to T plus zero line within a decent range. Really, the right. position is not all that different. No, it's very. It's going to be very similar, right? And people get yeah. so hung. People get so hung up. Is it 35 points or 42 points or mm -hmm. 42 and a half points? And the reality is, is, is you can have a lot of mm -hmm. variation there. And so, yeah. if, as long as you're under concept, you're fine. Right. That's a great point. And John always tries to drive that home is, you know, stay in concept, right? Maybe it is 50 points. Maybe it's 40. Maybe you're protecting against this giant up move, but you think there's a stall. Really, the positions, if you're looking at it from T plus zero line standpoint, are pretty similar. Even over time, they're not changing much. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it, 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 it doesn't yeah. matter unless you knew exactly what was going to happen in the market. Yeah. <laughs> and if we knew that, we'd be playing the lottery and playing right. on an island that John bought, right? Yes, right. <laughs> so let's go to the next adjustment. So it'll look like the market's kind of heading up on us here. Uh, see what it is. Yeah, so we got 45 negative delta before any adjustment. And right now you just keep it simple and you say, well, if I were just in the V32, that's negative. I would roll down upper longs to try to get more close to positive. Now, in this case, I don't want to go positive delta because I got a butterfly up front. I got a butterfly up top. That that would be, I'd like to maintain a little bit of negative, but see how nice and flat it is. I've got a lot of headroom with some mm -hmm. tent. If we just puke it up to the downside, I've got nice tent. I mean, this is just really attractive, but I just wanted to make the point, once you've morphed into a rock, now remember a rock, your um, rock half inner position target delta is minus 180 and our v32 right. is positive so you know you, you're just making the argument that i want to be something between there you know you could be reasonable i probably don't want to be a hundred delta you just you know you want to look at your t plus zero line and what's the risk to the upside with a 30 40 point move do i have room and to the downside so this is where the subjectivity comes in but you still have guidelines and, and goalposts right so we know 180 is way too high hundreds probably too high i don't want to probably be positive delta so something around there in between is is kind of a goldilocks position that's a good point because i was actually on a one-on-one co -on -one coaching session because we talked about the apm squared program where we do a lot of gradual rock transitions from like m3s and mm -hmm. stuff mm -hmm. and that was the thing well i don't know the exact delta that i need when i do that and i said well as you become more and more skilled and advanced as a trader you're you're not really so much concerned about the exact numbers anymore you have right. your goal posts that you like you said that you don't you may not want to do but what you know is you're gradually transitioning from a trade that allows maybe minus 15 delta or in this case positive delta to a right. trade that allows 180 delta right. so that being the case you do the gradual transition right right and and and, 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 and yeah and what's you know what i've always used is to say you know with a certain move 30 40 points you know i base it off atr so if atr is 20 then you probably want to use let's do one and a half times that so you i would go up 30 points and see what the position PL would be if I'm okay with that. You know, if it's not max loss, 
then, I, then that position's fine. And go down 30 points. Is the position within reason there? Is it, you know, above max loss? So that is really going to tell you more in some instances than just raw delta. Exactly. Can the position handle some range? That's the question you want to constantly ask yourself. Right, given so the environment that you're in. Get, given the environment, and let's just check on, you know, we have about 36,000 in there, so that's roughly 35. I'm not too panicked about it. Our thesis is still kind of holding true, although we've tested, backed off, and kind of heading up, so we could be breaking out to the upside, but let's just say we're staying with our thesis of stall, but we've got some good range. And notice how the trade's gaining some value. Mm -hmm. We've only been in it a week. Um, now this particular day, the market is still zooming higher. So in this one, we uh, gained a lot of value for one, even on an up day. And negative 53 delta, this is position before adjustments. You know, you could make the argument this is fine. It all depends on your opinion. But you could see as we move up, you're going to start giving back money. Mm -hmm. A 30-point move. 15, 15, you know, to me, that's giving back all my profits. So I don't like that. See how I just did that? I didn't just say, oh, it's 53 delta, it's too high. It's what does 30 point move to the upside due to the position? Gets back all my profits. I don't like that. I'm going to adjust. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to roll down upper longs, just use sure, 32. And I might be perfectly fine with that. And you might be perfectly fine with it. There's no, there's no right answer, right? Right. And we could both be right. Or and we could both be right. Yeah. We could both, or be, both wrong. be wrong. <laughs> right, and, be, exactly. and you know what? And be happy with it because we're following a process. Right. So I'm going to take the easiest way to take out some of this negative delta is to stick with the V32 concept. Now, I could roll this butterfly up here down. It's upper long. But mm -hmm. since we're in that butterfly, I'd kind of like to keep that one as is and keeps, keeps me more flexible. Um, you could make the argument either way, but what I did was try to stick a little bit more with what the V32 does is I rolled down the upper longs and to take out some capital because that puts us over the capital, I'm going to roll up some of the lower longs. Probably could have been more aggressive with it, but I rolled up half. Sure. Um, you know, back to our 35. Now see how this is sort of back to the position we had yesterday. It's a little flatter. I don't give back as much money to the upside. I could still be mm -hmm. up a thousand bucks. And it's just, it's just such a sweet, uh, sweet spot because of the range, because of right. the range. And the Delta is 33. You're like, oh, you're in a V32. It needs to be positive Delta. No, I'm in a hybrid position. I want a little negative Delta. I've got tons more theta than I would had I had on, you know, if I had on just a V32, let's just take this out, show you what it looks like. I wouldn't have 360, 133 um, theta. Yeah, versus 361. <laughs> I got twice as much with the hybrid position. Yeah. And see how it's just running away from you? You're only going to make, I mean, I shouldn't say that, you will make whatever this exploration line gets up to, which is fine. It's, it's, you know, you don't have as much risk, so it's a game of trade-offs, right? Mm -hmm. So there, there's the superimposed of the two trades. If we were just in the V32, it'd be the green expiration line. Basically, no risk to the upside. If you're some, in this... Some people want to go for a little more, that's all, right? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is, John. Yeah, and I had a thesis. I had a stall thesis, right? It sure. may or may not be playing out. Had we stalled, I'd be way up in here and make a lot more. But sure. I'm no worse off so far. So far. <laughs> so, right. So 
I'd rather be in a position I'm no worse off, but with also the opportunity to make more. You know, we're up to three grand, which is already a nice little gain in this trade. Some people might say I'm gone. Now, what I did here, oh, I'm sorry. I spoke too That's soon. 4,300. 4, right. Been in the trade two, two weeks. That's a, probably a good time to take off. Let me show you the position before uh, an adjustment. This is where it really gets subjective, right? You could say, okay, the market, my thesis is, is probably not holding. It's running. Getting a little steep up here. We're at 14 days, so gamma is now kind of a concern. There's all sorts of things you could do here, but I like the profit that I've made. And let me just continue the example. If we go up 30 points from here, that's about 15, 25. You know, I'm almost giving them all back my money back. And I'm kind of not running out of time, but it's getting to that sort of witching hour, if you will, that 14 to 10 day, 10 DT period where you kind of want to start being careful. And I just said, you know what, let's stay in the trade, but preserve profits. So I drop out of the V32. And now I'm just going to, I rolled in the upper longs on the call butterfly. Now you're almost, almost in an upper three P32. <laughs> right. I'm in a, with, Actually, with almost no an M3.4 U at this point. Yeah. Exactly. See, I've only got yep. eight grand in the trade. So I, I mean, I, it'd be really hard to ever hit max loss. Yeah. Yeah. Almost impossible. And that's, yeah. that's where you want to be. You know, I, I still got an opportunity to make some profits if we stall up in here if we start running up i can start lifting this this t plus zero line which is what the trade ends up doing and it you know depending from here on out there's any number of things you could do the trade ends up around if you run all the way to expiration about this makes about four thousand so it it keeps you in the game with still the ability to try to make more had the market stayed where it is now you know give or take it could have made the 6,000, 7,000, whatever, but at least you, you're giving it a chance with very little risk. You don't have that much capital in the trade, so. Right, exactly. So. That's basically what I wanted to show, John. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So that's a good example of combining this with a rock trade. And again, you can do with M3. You, you know, we know when we get into an M3, we start to pull into expiration. If the, we get into a constantly upgrinding market, the thing's just not gonna make any money. If you find yourself in that situation, you can just flip it over. <laughs> Yeah, and it wasn't that complicated, right? I mean, you just no. It's 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 selling a call and moving some long strikes, basically. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. So we do have a question from Tyler here. It says, if we want to combine the V32 with other trades mentioned, would we need to be using Option View compared to one? So I can address that if you'd like. So if you're going, if you're just combining with M3, we do have new ONE guidelines out for the M3. If you have the M3 program, uh, we have a section in there on what the modifications are, and then you would use ONE with uh, with that. If you do not, then I would suggest using Option View if you're combining with the M3. Uh, same thing if you're doing Rock and if you're doing Rock and Virage Butterfly, I would tend to use the Option View software because we don't have the new guidelines out yet for the Rock in the various butterfly in ONE. The truth is once you actually become advanced or skilled at this level of trading, you're not going to be so dependent on Delta where it's gonna matter what software you use. In other words, as a beginner trader or as a straight rules guidelines trader, that makes you very, very dependent on the analytical software you're using because 
that's the way you back tested it and therefore that's the way you want to trade it forward when you start to get subjective you're not really using an exact delta you're using uh, as steven was showing more more of a range or a feeling and at that point you're going to be subjective at where you're going to adjust it anyway so it's not really going to matter what analytical software you have so that's the way i would put it you agree with that steven no. yeah i mean that makes sense i don't think it's totally required to have option view to, to do these trades. So uh, it's definitely can be done in the other ones. Um, and especially when you start, you know, you want to start out where you're trading by the rules anyway. So you get a that's feel where, for the trade. Start, right? we, yeah, we start I mean, we're not the... gonna just get the program and boom, start trading subjective. We want we want to get the basics down and you're gonna be doing that in ONE and you'll start to get a sense. Backtest 2013, backtest 2018, see how the two trades performed and different and why. Mm -hmm. You know, at entry, how they set up and how they how they um, perform when those transitions occur, then exactly. you can start to 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 uh, factor in your subjectivity. You know, for me, this trade is very much about from a subjective or discretionary standpoint is trade entry. You know, mm -hmm. looking at the charts and saying, you know, we've hit support. That's always the easiest one, right? We just say, I don't think we're going to go down that much. I mean, well, we're not going to go down that much. And I'm going, I'm getting yeah. in. The where you get in trouble, and this happens to, this is kind of human nature with anything, is we always buy a stock after it's already gone to the moon, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, should right. we buy Apple now that it's $2 trillion and $525? Probably not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, be a little sarcastic. And that's the same with the V32. Don't wait until we've broken out and we've run 80 points and put the V32 on. If you're being subjective, right? If, yeah, I'm saying just, yeah, absolutely. When, yeah. when you are adding, that's kind of level one subjectivity in this. You'll find that this trade really does great when you can get in um, at the beginnings of an up move rather than at mm -hmm. the end. And I know that sounds so simple, but hey, anybody that's traded for any amount of time, you tell me where the beginning and the end of the move is, and again, we'll be we'll be buying islands. I mean, it's well, that takes so much experience. And you, and know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? You're not going to be right all the time, yeah. but there are there are certainly times. I think we can all agree where it's, where the market's not likely to go down anymore. Right. And 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 taking advantage of those times in a trade like yeah. this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Here, I'll stop share and yeah, let me share my... my screen if I can. All right. So that is a great overview of the V32 trading strategy. So we use these strategies to maximize our returns in uptrending markets, to gain profits more quickly in stagnant markets through faster theta decay because we're closer to expiration than we are with a lot of income type strategies. I like the fact that we can trade it in a small size. We can build our confidence while trading maybe 35 or $7,000 rather than trying to trade this very large position where you have psychological issues going on because of potential losses. So you can build your confidence with those small trade sizes. You can be certain of your next move if you're using the the, the strict rule-based guidelines. The strict rule-based guidelines are pretty specific. So you can be certain what your next move is gonna be. You can simplify your trading through fewer adjustments and without overlapping trades. One of the biggest challenges, especially if you're a newer trader, if you get into overlapping trades, you're dealing with two trades at the same time, it can be confusing for some people. And one of the things I really love about this is that we can take advantage of those nasty down-up whipsaws. And we can do that in either, in two contexts, right? We can do it in the context of, hey, I'm trading a V32, the market went down, I had to roll back, and then it, all of a sudden it rips to the upside like crazy, and you can still 
make money like 99% of the time when, uh, when that happens with this trade, or you might be in something else. You might be in a bearish butterfly or a, or a rhino trade, for example, or something like that, where, you, where when you get whipsawed like that, you're generally gonna lose. And you can convert over to a V32. So you can take advantage of those situations. And our more advanced traders utilize the V32 strategy subjectively for increased consistency and much better returns. So I encourage you to take back your power. The regular price for the V32 strategy is $1,195. That's the normal price and the price for our non-members. But for a special limited time until midnight, September 2nd, we're offering a $75 discount to basic members. Now, it would be foolish not to become a basic member because basic membership is free. So you come on in, join our basic membership, get that $75 discount. For our GO members, the special price is only $1,045. That's $150 off the normal price. And for pro members, we're giving $300 off and you're able to purchase the V32 program for only $895. Now, let me show you how you can get that done. All you need to do is come on over to lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com. If you're not yet a member, you can become a member. You just hover over this tab here. And if you'd like to be a basic member, you go to a basic membership. And again, this is free. You can join and you can get that $75 discount. If you'd like to become a member at another level, just click the level you would like to become a member of. Of course, if you'd like to find out about those memberships, do the same thing. And it tells you all about what's going on in our community. Now, the way to get involved and buy the program is you can come over to trading courses here and go to options trading strategies, which is what the V32 is. And here's the V32 option strategy right here. Click on that. If you scroll down, it's going to give you your special pricing depending on your membership level. You just click the buy now button and follow the process. The other way you can go ahead and purchase this, if you log in, you go to your member dashboard, pop into the community. If you're a Go member, click Go members. If you're a Pro member, click Pro members. We'll click Pro member for our demonstration here. Scroll down to your discounts page. Click on that, and right up on top, you're gonna to see your pro level discounts or your go level discounts if you're a Go member, and you can click the Buy Now button and get that strategy in your hands as quickly as possible. All right, that's what I have for you today. Hope you enjoyed the presentation, and I hope you join us with the V32 in the winner's circle. Thank you, and trade well, everyone.